You got your notes ready? Always. Always. All right. Do you keep race notes? Uh, no. <laughs> I, I feel... <laughs> I feel like, I don't know, anytime I take notes for anything, they're not good, so, and right. then I, I get too distracted, so. Yeah, I get a little too distracted, too. My, this week, were shorter, just because it was kind of a weird race, but. I watched enough of it that I can talk about it, but okay. I also, like, didn't pay attention the entire time, either, so I'm probably. Well, that's fine. Neither, neither do the commentators, so, you know. Yeah, they're, they're mostly just talking about sponsors 90% of the time anyways. So. As they should be. As should we be. Are you recording this yet, Jackson? Yeah, I already started. Okay, cool. <laughs> I was just waiting to start. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> One sec. And welcome back to Talking Sack, the least watched NASCAR podcast on all of Spotify. Uh, again, uh, we have Liz uh, back, as always. Uh, talk about NASCAR for the week, uh, plus other things, depending on what tangents we decide to go on. But uh, welcome back, Liz. Howdy, hey Jackson, how are you doing, brother? <laughs> I am uh, doing a okay. How are you? Oh, living my best life. Had the old double heartbreak today in sports, uh, women's athletics. But mm-hmm. these things happen to the best of us, and today it happened to me. The classics. I, uh, the Cubs won today, so I'm I'm mildly happy. Uh, yeah. Up from being not happy, so I'm doing okay. <laughs> right. The, well, the Red Stars lost. The Sky won, which made me angry, and then the Cubs won, which made me angry. So. Mm-hmm. You're very hit or miss on Chicago sports. So. <laughs> very much so. I I like the White Sox. Hate the Bears. Yeah. All right. How are you? How, what are your opinions on the Bulls and the Blackhawks? <laughs> I, I, my dad loves the Blackhawks, so they're probably like my second favorite NHL team after the um, Avs. And then um, the, um, the Bulls, I really don't have a strong opinion of. My mom likes them. Yeah, well, that's fair. At least, at least every Chicago team has uh, one Liz family member. Right, uh, who is a fan. You got that for you. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, do your parents have any uh, NASCAR opinions? <laughs> Not that I am aware of. Uh, go Bubba, I think. But you know, it's a pro Bubba household. It's a pro Bubba world, or it should be. I agree. I agree. This is the only pro Bubba podcast. You know, I <laughs> we joke we joke about being the only podcast, but I think <laughs> realistically we might be. <laughs> There, there are some others, like the Bobani Jones show is explicitly pro-Bubba. That's true. I just meant, like, uh, if people who specifically do, like, NASCAR-based uh, episodes. Oh, yeah. yeah. There are a lot who are, like, either it doesn't really matter to them, you know? And then there are people who, is, like, are really anti-him. But in terms of being, like, pro-Bubba... No, I guess... We, it's us. Yeah, I guess there's, there's a lot of pro Bubba podcasts just because people that don't watch NASCAR are pro Bubba because they don't understand why people don't like him. But that's <laughs> just because people are dumb. But yeah, anyways, yeah. Uh, on to the race this week. Uh, we were Kansas. Kansas uh, Speedway, baby. The uh, the king of the half milers or mile and a halfers, rather. 
it was a pretty fun race this week. Uh, a couple big wrecks happened uh, towards the end, but uh, otherwise, Ryan, Ryan Priest almost died. <laughs> yeah, poor Bean Car. R.I.P. to the Bean Car. Rest in peace, Bushes. Uh, it's always good. I, I I've always kind of wondered if sponsors like when their cars crash, uh, just because they get more screen time, but also their car is on fire. So I don't. <laughs> right. Well, I think I think it depends on what team you're on, you know, because uh, Ryan Priest is not a front-running team. No. Uh, so the, the, the only Bush reason, starts. yeah, the only reason they talked about him was because he had literally finished last in the last three races because of when he crashed, <laughs> and that <laughs> this time he finished, you know, thirty-fifth or something. Hell yeah! I mean, that's better than I would do. I would finish right? last three. So. I, I would finish. As hey, as long as you can keep minimum speed, you won't finish last because you probably won't put into the wall going that slowly. That's true. Just go like 180 all the time. Yeah. Actually, not 180, like 160. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, just gotta just get nice and slow. Keep it going. Keep it at cruise. Someone else will wreck, and you'll get like 40th. Right, 39th instead of 40th. Oh, I, do they not do 43 cars anymore? I think it's just forty. Oh, okay. I again, I I'm I'm a horrible <laughs> NASCAR host. I I assumed it was um forty three. I guess because it used to be forty three, but I, yeah, it's probably forty. Yeah, uh, I think for like the Daytona and stuff, they opened it up, and part of it might be the um the uh, Corona too that they're only keeping it to forty teams. It's probably something I could look up, but I just don't want to. So I okay, hope you that's <laughs> okay. That's fair. Um, <laughs> just pretend I'm wrong, right? Regardless. Right. Um, but um, no, like if you're like I don't know Napa Auto Parts, you expect Chase Elliott to finish highly, so that's why you're sponsoring him. Whereas if you're sponsoring the Bean Car, uh, you're hoping. Maybe it turns into a baked bean car, if you know what I'm saying. So, uh, Do you think Colorado State has any high hopes for their car? Or they're just kind of throwing it out there? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I don't know why they sponsor that. It's so weird. It's so incongruous. But they should and they shouldn't. The 14 should be doing better, I feel like, than it is. But they're, that's true of half the cars on the grid, it feels like. Why aren't they doing better? Well, Cole Custer wins races. The 14, the 48, the 24 can't get their shit together. Did you know the 48 and the 24 are combined winless since 2017? Uh, What? Neither the 48 nor 24 has won since 2017. Jimmy Johnson hasn't won a race since 2017? Yeah. Over. He's I didn't on know a, that. Yeah, he's on an epic losing streak. So I guess I mean, and that makes sense. I haven't watched NASCAR since about 2016, so <laughs> I wouldn't know. But yeah, I kind of assumed Jimmy Johnson would have won more than that. But yeah, nope. I mean, on Hendrick, this. Hendrick's uh, Motorsports in general, so I suppose, did a little better this week. Uh, they had some top ten finishes, but but uh, he he specifically did bad, and yeah, Jimmy Johnson got. Uh, dnf'd um so poor jimmy yeah right the nascar gods just do not want him to succeed 
No, not in this last season. He's having a rough one, man. Just ever nothing is going right. I do want to see him win a race, I guess, just because like it's his last season. But also, like, I if he doesn't, then it's kind of funny. So <laughs> right. Well, if he does win one, I hope it's a playoff. I what I want is for him to miss the playoffs because I want a better car and team in there than the forty eight has shown so far. You know, mm-hmm. give me. Even give me the twenty four over that, but you know there are these uh, there are other teams who I'd rather see than the forty eight get that there'll slot. Probably, there'll probably be another upset winner by the end of the season too. That'll I'm might... sure there will be. We'll see. So we'll... if he if he gets his send off win, I hope it's in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So yeah, then right. he doesn't steal a steal a spot. But you know how it works. He'll win the last regular season race of the year and right. <laughs> push someone out. <laughs> Screw over Will Byron, who's had the yeah. best run of form of his career or something. Yeah. But, I mean, I had uh, Chase Elliott winning this week. He did not make even the top ten, I don't think. Um, but Yeah. Uh, I, I picked I, Kevin I, Harvick, which was a, a, a gimme pick, but he still got second. So. Right. He's so good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think i mean if i wanted to like pick someone to like actually win i probably would have picked him or denny uh just because yeah. like they've won pretty much every other race this year so right at least it feels like that right and in the races they don't win it's like it feels almost flukish sometimes you know that came down to a random restart or something whereas today they were just fast so. Yeah, nothing that you can really do about that. But, I mean, it's like, it's almost inevitable that one of them will be in the top two. And Denny would have won, like, two weeks ago if he didn't crash. And then, right. Uh, Kevin's always in pretty much the top five unless he crashes. So. Right. No, they, and his, their, um, the Ford team is so good at getting him into positions to succeed. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rodney Childress, his uh, race engineer or whatever. Um, just put the crew chief. Sorry, race engineer is the uh, that's the F one team. Um, <laughs> but yeah, his crew chief just makes calls to put him in to succeed, and you know, short pitting, two tires, all sorts of stuff. To gotta get that strategy in. You can be fast right. all you want, but <laughs> strategy. Right, and <laughs> if you if you're fast and have strategy, and your driver's Kevin Harvick. You're going to win. You're going to get some good results. <laughs> yeah, you could have two out of the three, but if your driver's not Kevin, <laughs> <laughs> right? It helps a lot. It really does. Surpri- it means surprisingly, what... <laughs> surprisingly, if your driver is good, your team ends up doing well too. Right. It's really <laughs> good car, good driver. <laughs> it's absolutely insane. <laughs> right. Good car, good driver. Don't put like too many men over the pit wall or speed on pit road. It's very easy. It's yeah. it's 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 shocking. It's, it's simple. I mean, it's it's also weird because I I mean, Kyle Busch is always kind of one of those people that has like a good team and stuff every year. And it's not like he has a bad team and he has a bad car this year. It's quite the opposite. He's just having like a weird year where he just finished third every week. Right. I don't know. He fe- I think he feels like he doesn't have a good car or well, a car that suits him. I don't know. It's it could just be him complaining, but also he might just not. I don't know if because he he has been complaining about his car specifically, but also like I don't know. 
if Cole Custer can get a fluke win, then I'm sure Kyle Busch will win at least one this year. You you would think so. He's also the, the so they're at New Hampshire this week, and all the recent winners is like Harvick, Hamlin, and uh, Bush are the last are the three people who've won the like last five races. Yeah, Chevy yeah. has done nothing. They yeah. uh, last of the. Of the last six races at New Hampshire, they have won one of them, and their driver that day was Kevin Harvick. So you know. Ah oh, well, well New Hampshire's driving for it. New Hampshire's another one of those tracks that uh, people don't really like very much. Uh, it's like kind of like Pocono, where people just say it's really boring. But I don't know if hopefully next week's race is kind of <laughs> not boring. I guess this one was pretty good overall. Oh yeah, no, this Kansas race was good. Um, interesting, just interesting from, uh, you know, it was fairly obvious early on that, uh, Denny and, uh, Denny was the car to beat and that, but it was just, you know, a lot of like, how do we make sure the car is actually where we need it to be to, you know, win the, win the race, but they, they got it there and five wins on the year, which is pretty impressive. Um, Pretty good. Hopefully, Denny. Uh, I've said it a bunch of times, but hopefully, Denny can pull off some wins in the playoff this year, at least. Maybe right. hopefully the, the last one, at least. That's that's the important one. Just make it to that final four, and anything can happen. It shouldn't be uh, too hard for him this year, but he'll end up getting there, and someone like Kozlowski or something will pull it off. But we'll see. Right. Yeah, I mean, Kozlowski's been fairly consistent. It feels like he has a worse car. He's doing better than the car is, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. He's Uh, outperforming the car. Yeah, I don't know. I think he needs a better team. I I don't know if he'll go to a better team. I'm not really sure how many more better teams there are, but... I mean, the Penske, Penske, Penske's been struggling for the wins in the last couple of weeks, but they're still the you know top board team. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not saying they're a bad team. I think yeah. maybe it's like a change of scenery or a new number or something. Right. I mean, he's been running two for a while. So, I mean, his whole career, his whole cup yeah. career has been at Penske, but you know where his Xfinity career was. Uh, don't remember. I was in like number Motorsports. 12. Motorsports. Oh, yeah. So, very... yeah, he was a Hendrick Academy driver. Hmm. Well, good for him. <laughs> <laughs> but then uh, he moved, when he went to the cup, he signed with Penske. I mean, it's not like Brad Kozlowski's even doing bad either. He's still second. <laughs> but, right. Like, uh, I don't know. It's just, it's weird. Yeah, it's just, it's just, I think some of it is also recency bias because, you know, he won Bristol and stuff, but that's also a track that's more like driver based and car based, you know? Yeah. Like, that's always the one we talk about that, like, hey, if Bubba could win a race, that's a good one for him to go do it. So it's the same, same gimmick with, uh, with Kozlowski. Yeah, he'll win the short another short track race or something. Just get second in the standings all year, right? It's fun. I mean, he has I like mean, he only has like two wins, which is which is good, but still, it's like third or fourth most. Which yeah, but you, you yeah, don't remember I, you don't remember Brad Keselowski wins. I don't know. 
No, they're they're not they're not the same as uh, Chase Elliott or a uh, or even a Denny win. Mm-hmm. Hello. 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 I didn't know if you cut out or you just stopped talking. <laughs> I I just stopped talking. Oh, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I guess Brad Keselowski is like as long as I've been watching has just been kind of one of those guys where you don't like think that he should probably be like. Even though he is like probably he's a top like ten or five driver in the in NASCAR, you'd never like treat him like that, I guess. Which is kind of right. weird. I mean, I think one thing is one he's kind of he's he's kind of just a normal, boring guy. Yeah, I don't I don't he's, know anything about him really. <laughs> he's he's from Michigan. He drives the two car. Those are really his two. Yeah, two maybe he'll get a maybe he'll get a Michigan win when they do the. Double back-to-back cup races in a couple weeks. Right, that would be exciting. What if he swept them? That would be big. <laughs> just swept Michigan back to back. That'd be kind of that'd be kind of sick. Uh, I'm not gonna lie, but uh, it was kind of weird. Uh, we're looking we're looking real far ahead. We barely even talked about this current race, but I don't know. There's not really like a, a ton to talk about, I suppose. No, it, you know, I think it's better if we just have a free. Always just start talking about. NASCAR, it, freeze, <laughs> it makes us better fans. It makes our listener better fans. You know, yeah, plus who wants to talk about Kansas that much anyways? Kansas. Right. Yeah. So. <laughs> it's, a, it's a cool track. Everyone kind of likes it for the um, for the cup cars. Um, mm-hmm. Like Will Byron said, it's his favorite mile and a half, I heard. And someone else said that too. Maybe Bush. Or, no, it was Dylan uh, Austin said it was his favorite mm-hmm. mile and a half circuit well the mile the mile and a half are always kind of fun to watch uh those and like they're they're more i guess they're more fun than like the new hampshire type tracks but yeah well new hampshire's just got that mile and a circle and it's so hard it's in that it's like a long martinsville so it's uh in a paper club shape but very long straightaways and it's mm-hmm. just very difficult to pass on the outside that's the issue <laughs> It's not like Pocono has the long straightaways so people pull away, and it's a very long track, Um, whereas uh, New Hampshire is only a mile, but it's just the way it's designed, it's just very hard to pass on the outside. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't watched like a new hampshire race in a while but yeah it is just a giant oval it's it's as stereotypical as like a generic yeah. track you can probably get right yeah no no real distinguishing features but it, it it should be interesting i think one thing that'll be interesting um is the no qualifying dealy because that does usually lead to you know like if Den- denny has to start in like seventh or something he might have to make some stuff ha- happen Mm-hmm. That'll be it'll, it'll be interesting. I think the beginning of the race will be interesting, and like the end of the race. But I mean, it depends right. how people pull away. But right, the or, the restarts are going to be going to be key. Do you uh do you do you buy into the conspiracy theory that NASCAR um, purposely um, wrecks cars sometimes to get green white checker finishes? No. But I do think that they sometimes will let races run or not let races run. No one's intentionally crashing, but sometimes they just say that things that are borderline are or aren't yellows, 
to keep competition one way or the other. Yeah, I do. I do believe that. I was I was reading a thread the other day of people saying that NASCAR has like um, decoy cars essentially out there that like cause <laughs> cautions, uh, so that way they can. <laughs> Uh, it makes sense it's the cars you never hear of who have the worst drivers and are worse harder to drive cars again ryan priest trying to commit suicide out there just refused just trying to yeet himself yeah he's just getting the nice fat paycheck for throwing himself into a barricade 200 miles an hour right and it's funny because also a lot of those wrecks are if you watch you know long shot it's actually caused by you know like Logano hit the brakes three rows up and then that caused all sorts of issues or something you know so it's not like oh he just swung it into oversteer non Nelson PK situation McLaren did that or Renault did that in the F1 they told a guy to crash Yeah, I don't know. I think, and also people just uh, joke about Stenhouse crashing all the time because it seems like he doesn't finish more than more than he finishes. So. Right. Well, he's one of those guys who it's obvious the dude is fast and like a, he's a he's a race car driver's race car driver, mm-hmm. but <laughs> he does seem to find the wall a lot. Yeah, I don't know. Hopefully, he can just stay straight, but we'll see what happens. Yeah. You you told me you had some questions about Hendrick. About Hendrick? Oh, oh, I was just uh, not not questions, but I, I wanted to get into the the um, curse. The curse, yeah. How how all of their drivers can't seem to win a race except for Chase, I guess. <laughs> Chase is the most recent race winner, but like I said, the the twenty four, the last person to win in the twenty four was Jeff Gordon. Yeah, and he's been retired forever. So. Yeah, he's five years out of it. Chase was running that for two years and couldn't get a win. Rip. <laughs> the 24 cars in shambles. Right? They still own the rights to the old, like, uh, five car or whatever. So maybe they should run that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just swap it out, give it a few years rest. Right. Maybe it'll just- back. I mean, or save the 24 or something. I know it's it's iconic, and Jeff owns the team. That's the other thing. So he, he makes money when they sell any 24 gear. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know. I mean, the, the team's not good, man. <laughs> that team in particular is pretty substandard for Hendrick. Sounds harsh, but, like, you're talking, like, best career finish third you know for byron and he's finished best he's finished this year was like fifth yeah that's pretty rough yeah that's not it's not great <laughs> but uh I, it's it's there i don't know it's it's also just like i don't know uh none of the hendrix teams are really i don't know if they need to have just like an overhaul in the off season uh get some people out of there or something uh, but Jimmy Johnson's leaving anyways, so maybe they'll be able to pull like a a stud driver in there or something to get some wins. But <laughs> right, I mean Brad is going to be a free agent. He makes the most sense for that seat by far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, much better than the uh, Kyle Larson truthers. But <laughs> right. Well, and I, I think 
I I wonder if they feel like that. So over the COVID break, they gave um, Bowman an extension for next year. I wonder if they regret that. Yeah. They trying to just get there. They're just gonna get rid of the '88 team next year, <laughs> or put in a different driver. I mean, he won a race. He he won Fontana, and that that yeah. was, and that's good. But that was a while ago. You I know? mean, that was March. So yeah, pre <laughs> pre pre COVID. Yeah, pre you know, so years ago. Yeah, I mean, he's only won two races. He's won he won one last year, and then he won yeah. in March. So yeah. And, and that makes them his be- their second best running car for Hendrick. <laughs> it's Chase Elliott, Alex Bowman. What a what hell of a team they got. <laughs> right. Chase is good, but, you know, he's gotten unlucky. And honestly, he I don't think he was expected to be the standard bearer at this point in his career. He was... <laughs> The man has seven race wins. He's still getting a hand, handle on a cup car, and he's getting better every single day. But, I, you know, I don't think they expected him to be not only the best Hendrick driver, but the best Chevy driver by a mile mm-hmm. at this well, point maybe, in his career. Well, Chase has a, a Watkins Glen win, uh, so hopefully come middle of August, at least he can maybe repeat that. And see if Hendricks can get anything going. Uh, yeah, that was that was his first win, so that that would that would be a good good thing. Or maybe he can double up at Michigan. Possibly, at least win any of them would be nice. Uh, yeah. Hendrix's are Chevy cars, right? Yeah. <laughs> so they wouldn't. I guess, like you said, that Chevy cars do pretty shitty at New Hampshire, so maybe they won't do yeah, anything. I I don't I don't see them doing anything at New Hampshire. The Chevys have not been good. The Hendrick Mile program is bad. <laughs> but yeah, so I guess if they're not good in New Hampshire, then Michigan they might pick it up. Yeah. Uh, they seem to do okay at Michigan. Yeah, so. no, they 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 tend that part of their program is solid. The oh, Michigan God. the Michigan unit. Yep. Absolutely. But hey, I mean, it's a Chevy engine, they're all Michigan units. <laughs> and uh, and with Alex Bowman in general, uh, you were telling me about how you wanted to ban the number 88 because of Nazi symbolism. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Um, so 88 in white supremacist circles uh, is short for Hail Hitler because uh, H is the eighth number in the alphabet. So you'll sometimes see like 81488 because of the 14 words, which are a white supremacist saying. So you'll see 1488 or just 88 alone um, as white supremacist code signaling. Mm-hmm. So uh, for all of you out there who are, who are wearing Dale Earnhardt Jr. t-shirts from 2010, <laughs> I don't remember when he switched. Uh, onward, you were supporting Nazi symbolism, and I hope you're proud of yourself. <laughs> it's uh, it's unknowing, but if people like side eye you, that that might be why, or they just think you're a hick. You have a big old red eighty eight on your shirt, <laughs> <laughs> red and black eighty eight. I mean, it makes sense that that the National Guard sponsored Dale Jr. <laughs> God, <laughs> who are what are Bowman sponsors? I guess uh, Valvoline. 
<laughs> yeah, Valvoline and the, uh, like, Chevy parts or whatever. Yeah, and uh, Chase is Napa, Jimmy Johnson's a bank, and uh, Byron's, like, Liberty University. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, the Exalta, like, paint company, which is the same, like, group as, like, the DuPont group way back when. And then uh, Liberty University. The DuPont, like, um, sponsor is such, like, an iconic sponsor now because of Jeff Gordon that, like, just in general, anything else to me looks weird on the 24 car. But Right. It's It, it was, and did you know they sponsored his first race? Hmm? So he always had them as his main sponsor. Oh, he, just, uh, he had DuPont for his entire career? Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess... Didn't he have Pepsi for a bit or something? But that was just like a I mean, sponsor. Like they would cycle through. Oh, but, but they yeah, were yeah. always uh, they were always part of it. And I think him and Earnhardt are really the guys who started things like selling individual races instead of every. You know, the mm-hmm. big teams could do that and make more money that way. Yeah, when Hendricks was just uh, Gordon Earnhardt and Johnson, that was just like a unbeatable powerhouse like uh, name recognition team <laughs> oh yeah now they just have no, now i don't know if hendrick really has anyone that people know like outside of jimmy johnson obviously but he's gonna retire so i mean they don't really i mean nascar hasn't been doing great in like um public aware of public uh a pr i guess in general late, lately but <laughs> well they're doing as well as they ever have in terms of you know like people like us watching the sport but mm-hmm. Um, I, I think the closest, I mean, the most popular driver we always say is Chase, but if you're looking for someone who's going to be a star outside of the sport, uh, who, who would you say Bubba for sure? But I mean, yeah, Bubba because of recent events, um, Uh, recent events and he's just, he's just charismatic. Yeah. He's he's just a good guy in general. Uh, yeah, but, every he's sponsored by a freaking uh camp Richard, for like people yeah, getting arms chopped off. He drives the forty three, so he's got a lot going for him. I would say him. Reddick has star written all over him. Uh, I don't know. I, I I would like to think a bunch of people know who like Kevin Harvick or Denny Hamlin or Kyle Busch is, but i don't i don't know really and much out of the nascar circle i guess just because i know right. who they are i mean other people do right i mean kyle bush is kind of famous just for like punching people <laughs> just being a huge asshole exactly but... so if you do weird stuff off the track like that you can sometimes get notoriety yeah, or tony if stewart, you were like tony stewart being famous for killing a person you know just stuff like that yeah, exactly. If you want to be famous in NASCAR, uh, kill someone. Uh, for yeah, any or... for any NASCAR drivers, uh, Cup drivers, ARCA series drivers, Ty Gibbs, if you're watching this, murder someone with your car. If possible. <laughs> that Ty, you're rich enough to get away with it, buddy. <laughs> your, your your grandpa could bail you out. Let's let's be honest. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> also, can we sponsor you? Can we sponsor? Can we get the Talking Sack logo on your car, please? I know you watch this podcast. I know you're listening, Ty. <laughs> please let us sponsor you. 
We watch, we're, you know, those 2,000 people who watch the ARCA races every week? There's we're only two, two of them. We're two of them. We're two. I, I was watching him win in Iowa. He was in Iowa. He was like 30 minutes from me. I could have went over there and got an interview. I didn't. That was very unproactive of me. We'll, we'll go when it's safe, man. Hopefully he will. Well, hopefully, hopefully we interview him next year when he's a truck racer. Oh, you think he's going up, or is he going up? I I would assume he's going up. I don't know. I mean, he's he's only seventeen, so I don't know what like the truck racing rules are. I mean, Ankrum I think was only seventeen when he signed. So yeah, I guess I mean he'll probably. I mean, he's going to be in the Cup Series one day, but like a couple years from now. You would assume so, assuming nothing goes wrong. There's a JGR speed seat waiting for him. Probably yeah, as long as he, as long as he doesn't Kyle Larson himself, you'll be <laughs> there somewhere. Right, Kyle Larson. I mean, even that might not be enough. The the only thing that could really stop him is if he really truly sucks, like well, just yeah, can't really. keep the car going straight. And we know that's not true. Talent beats racism, so right. <laughs> It, it seems yeah. very easy to not say the n-word on live stream, but what right. what you gonna do? Do you, might, do you yeah. th- do you think that if it had been Denny or Kyle Busch, they would have been fired? Fired? No, I think they would have been suspended uh, for at least like a month or something. I don't think fired though. I think they may. I, I don't think there's any way they would race again this same year. I think they would have been suspended for the year, regardless of who it was. NASCAR wasn't having it. I well, think it's, it's the thing. I, I don't think they would have been fired. I think they would have at least been suspended for a good chunk of time. Yeah. I, I, think, I just think they're too valuable to the, the team in general to fire right. them out, uh, versus Kyle Larson. But I, I do think I, – I, I don't know, though. I mean, it has been um, – uh, NASCAR has been going through like a, a renaissance of uh, social justice lately. So I don't know if – because, like, it also happened around, like, this time. So, I don't... It, I, I mean, it wasn't like it was... It was happening kind of, like, co-excited with all the, like, hate stuff, too. But it was, right. like, it was a little before it. So that's, Right. If yeah, it happened, like, five years ago or something, nothing would have happened. <laughs> yeah, he would have been suspended for one race. Yeah, but now, but, now it's, it's, a big, it's a big deal. I think, I think they probably would have. Now that I think about it, at fired. I'm not entirely sure. I would probably fire them, but I don't think other people would. Right. I mean, yeah. And let, let's be honest. Joe Gibbs has shown already he's he's okay with racial slurs in a professional setting. Didn't he? He won a he won a Super Bowl. Didn't he won he two Super racial slurs. <laughs> the racial slurs. Yeah. <laughs> This, this man makes money off racial slurs. Exactly. So, you know, it, it might be a little different with that team than it was with Chip Ganassi. Yeah, um, but what you who was do. not Who is not having that. So, 42 seats open. Okay, who do you think wins at New Hampshire? Oh, wait, two to uh, one. Yeah, you won this week because of Kevin Harvick over Chase. Uh, I don't know. Didn't Okay, before we start, uh, did you want to implement... The rule where if you pick uh, Harvick or Hamlin, you, they have to win the race for you to get points? Yes. You get the full three points, but they have to win the race. Okay. So you, this, is just like, this is just a way that we pick uh, people that aren't them. So 
Oh, I gotta think about it. Do you have anyone in mind right away that you want? Joey Logano. Ooh. Yeah, that's a good. That's probably a good pick. Uh, he, he was doing the last well. non-Harvick uh, Hamlin Bush winner mm. at at New Hampshire, and um, yeah, drives a Ford. Been fast, just been unlucky the last couple of weeks. I want uh, give me the twenty-two. Yeah. Um. I don't know. It's a great. I guess like Chevys, you said, do really shitty. Mm-hmm. I kind of. I kind of want to pick Kyle Busch because I think he's just kind of due for. <laughs> but I don't know. Um, I, I don't want to. I want to pick. Um, let's go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go. Kind of out of the box. I'm gonna pick Eric Armarola. Almarola. Almarola. Okay. Good pick. Yeah, I, like I kind of, I just, I felt he did really, he did like fifth or sixth this week. I feel like he could parlay that and do a win. <laughs> but makes we'll sense see. to me. Not a bad pick. Okay, so I'm on the, I'm on the twenty-two. You're on the ten. Mm-hmm. Hopefully that'll uh, do good for me. I, uh, I just, I picked a Ford this week because I, I felt, felt like Fords will do it. <laughs> yeah, I we both picked Fords. Mm. So. Well, uh, it'll be good. It'll be a good. Hopefully, it's a good race. New Hampshire's usually boring, but I mean, it'll be. Oh, I'll watch the end of it. So. <laughs> yeah. No, it should. It should be a good one. I'll take copious notes as always. I'll know everything that happens. And uh, so, also, basketball is starting this week. Uh, you're big. You're big Nuggets. Nuggets fan. Uh, how how are your how are your opinions looking out on the the Nuggets? But they're they're giant lineup they got going the smallest dude on the starting roster or starting lineup is six eight so <laughs> i'm huge fan of absurd tall ball i have no idea if they i don't think they intend to actually try that going into the playoffs but we'll see mike malone is a madman. i support it a hundred percent though playing three centers at once um <laughs> <laughs> point joker if he's quick at it, the only question is who can cover a point guard in that line can jeremy grant in that lineup cover a point guard because if he can then things can then you can then you probably can play it against some teams but if he can't then you know you, you have to find something else there's yeah. also the issue that we don't really have then a fourth center so playing three is kind of a lot if if plum starts getting into uh foul trouble you have to change your your uh, setup fairly drastically. You could have uh, Tyler Cook play center. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> it seems reasonable. Is Michael Porter Jr. like, I haven't probably watched any basketball this year before kind of COVID. I, I was kind of in and out. Is Michael Porter Jr. like playing well? He has shown flashes of being great and also look like a total rookie sometimes. Well, he didn't really play at all his Last rookie season. Yeah. No, this is his. This is considered his rookie year. Yeah, because he got drafted. Sad. Yeah. So I remember the Bulls were going to pick him because he's from like the area, I think. But uh, they, they say that about every Chicago guy. <laughs> well, Pat, the fucking front office never picks Chicago players except for D Rose, just because D Rose was the best player in the draft. Uh, but. <laughs> 
Right. Uh, I don't know. They're they're really bad about picking hometown people. Picking <laughs> like, or signing or you know. They're, they're, they, they're bad at everything, actually. Not even yes. just like <laughs> they're just bad. Well, now it's a new team, so maybe it'll get better. Yeah, new and their their front office is different now than it was two years ago, uh, even yeah. like a month ago. <laughs> so. Yeah. So. Hopefully it's much better. I mean, so again, like again, the Nuggets though, like they have decent like guards, kind of. I guess Jamal Murray's pretty good. And, yep. Like Gary, Gary Harris. Yeah. Paul and they they have. It is true they do have good guards. They just don't play them, <laughs> or they, well, they will, but just not that game. Uh, yeah, there's there's honestly Malone is saying what he can do. What are the limits? Um, <laughs> And then you have Bull Bull going off for a double-double with six blocks <laughs> playing, like, 30 minutes. <laughs> if if he is half that – if he's half that player, we're going to win the next, like, four championships we've had. Yeah. If, if Bull Bull just is, like, a consistently good center, then the Nuggets are good forever. <laughs> right? Just him, Jokic, Murray is enough to, you know, make the Western Conference Finals every year. Like if the Nuggets had uh not even like a like a third string all star like point guard, they would probably be like title contenders every single year for like four or five right. years. Right. So, and I'm not saying that like they have good guards as is, but like they don't. I, I mean, their shooting guards are kind of small. I mean, if if I remember correctly, they just have like I don't remember really what Troy Daniels plays, but <laughs> Troy Daniels is sort of the shooting. Point guard. He hasn't actually played a game for the Nuggets, <laughs> which is He's interesting. He yeah, was signed I, I was, on March fifth. Yeah, I was just looking at. I guess yeah, I remember that. I guess they're a bunch of, like because that was like right around the time like free agency, or it was like a month after free agency ended. Yeah, or not, trades. Trade, trades. Yeah, that's what I meant to say. Uh, but yeah, and then I'm. I, I, I kind of remember looking at the roster the other night because I was like, do they just not have any good point guards that made the bubble? <laughs> but no, yeah, they just I mean, start play and they just don't. They were just trying to out tall ball everyone. Right. Just see what the limits are because even our normal lineup, if you could have something like um, that your starting point guard is Jamal, your starting uh, shooting guard is Will Barton, who's pretty long. Your starting small forward is Jeremy. Your starting power forward is uh, Jokic, and your starting center is Bull. And then you're just – even that's a huge lineup. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, the Nuggets are probably the one of the bigger teams in the league. They don't really have any small, small dudes, per se. No. We are very much one of the length teams everyone is kind of just built weird even even you know jeremy grant is like his arms are long for how tall he is i am kind of curious to see how they match up with a team like the rockets or something who are playing egregiously small ball uh versus them playing tall ball <laughs> right and i think i think that's sort of what the what part of the test was was can we you know how if, you know, Gary and Jeremy can sort of guard Russ and um, Russ and Harden, what, who can you play as the other three? And then see what you can do with that. 
Can I mean, like three, like those two guys, and then three centers. I mean, if he could keep the pace kind of down and just like play like inside towards the basket a bunch on right. offense, could play better. And I mean, the bowl uh, was super good at shooting the three for some reason. <laughs> and that's just kind He's of just how, a very good basketball player. From that's just kind I've of the way the NBA has evolved. Is that tall guys are just really good at shooting the three now? So. Right, even Joker can kind of hit it. Yeah, he was shooting like thirty three percent for most of the year, and that's that's all you need. Mm-hmm. Just like one out of, I mean, it's better than not. I mean, there's a bunch of centers don't even have thirty three percent field or free throw percentage. So. Right. I mean, what well, you? Gonna... I mean, if you if you hit it at thirty percent or thirty three percent, that's the same you know points per shot as shooting mm-hmm. inside at fifty. So. Yeah, I mean, it's it's good. One out of three ain't bad. So, <laughs> uh, what other? I guess uh, what other like teams do you see doing kind of well uh, besides like the Lakers or Bucks? Obviously, in the yeah. Um, good question. Some of the um, Eastern teams will be interesting to see, like how they come together. I all. Zion left the bubble and came back, but I'm interested to see if he is a destroyer of worlds, as it looked like he might be um, going as... Yeah, it looked like he lost like a ton of weight and just kind of leaned out. Right. Uh, much like Joker, Jokic did. <laughs> right. So I, I think that uh, the Pels will be interesting to watch. I think it'll be interesting to see what the Rockets look like. Um like you said, just them playing with Al Capella for long now um, in a way they haven't really had to before. Um, I think that'll be interesting. I'm also interested, honestly, to see how the Lakers play um, because they sometimes uh, just looked a little... Fu- they still were working out how to rotate um, LeBron and Anthony um, consistently. And um, I think now with some of the roster moves they made, that's even more heightened about when you play one versus can you play them both together consistently for long, meaningful minutes. Yeah, it it turns out uh, if you have two uh, of the top five players in the league, it kind of works out in your favor, surprisingly. Right. Uh, I, it's very helpful, but it, uh, it is so interesting to see how they how they play off each other. It's like people didn't see Steph and Katie play on the same team for three years and make the championship three years. Right. So it's it's really weird when people uh, complain about stars being too big to like fit on each other's team when that's most likely never the case. Uh, if right. two people are good at basketball, they'll be good at basketball together. <laughs> yeah, if they're good, if they're good enough, and if they're they can, the only real thing you can't have two of is like ball dominant guards and even then you can usually shamble it together yeah that was like everyone's complaint about houston uh yeah which i don't know it's it's it hasn't like perfected there they're still like the fifth seed or something but right no but it's not like they're tanking because they have two two good players they can make it the the floor when you have two talents of that level is so high Like they're they're underperforming right now by far, and they're still the fifth seed. So, though right. <laughs> I I have a feeling they're gonna do a little better whenever Russ doesn't have COVID. But right. I don't know. 
Well, well, I don't and know. Rockets are whenever. Oh yeah. I hate the Rockets. I yeah. I don't have anything against the Rockets. I I like Russell a lot. Uh, I've kind of always been like a Thunder fan from when I was in middle school, just because they had Harden, Westbrook, and. Durant, it was always kind of cool to see like a team that drafted a bunch of players and then like five years later to see none of them on the team because the uh, Thunder's front office is dog shit. So, right, just super cheap. Yeah, I don't know. Like, they're also Billy Donovan was is not a good coach, no, so that was a problem for them. (laughs) They had a lot of problems, man. Scotty Brooks wasn't a great coach. No, I don't know. I didn't, I I didn't like Billy Donovan really at all, like, even. When he was at Florida, I wasn't really a fan of him. But I mean, you win, you win in college; they'd throw you up there anyways. So, right. I mean, I, I don't blame him for going to get money, but <laughs> you know, yeah, and especially from a school like Florida, where you know you'll never be the be the top dog. Whereas, like Cal Perry at uh, Kentucky, he'll he always knows he's the he's the yeah, guy. I mean, Florida wins back to back, then you just kind of have to clock out, and Florida will be good at some point, maybe. But right, <laughs> that's, that's the that's peak Florida basketball probably forever. So right, yeah, no one ever talks about it. <laughs> well, yeah, it's weird. Like thinking about how that was just like 13 years ago, but no one. Whenever people bring up good basketball programs, they never bring up Florida. <laughs> nope. Even that that team was really crazy though. They like uh, joke him and. Yeah, I don't remember the rest of the team. I, Al Horford, they had yeah. all kinds of guys. Yeah, they they had a really just insane squad for two years. Uh, but yeah, you, you get lucky like that. I mean, any team that has like two NBA talents could win the championship. So right, especially back then where more guys stayed in school. Yeah, it's, it's, you I'm either actually, like went out of high school or you stayed in school. Most people didn't take like one year. I'm still I'm still surprised they haven't took off that restriction yet and just made it so you can get drafted from high school again. Because right? it's like Zion did not need to go to college. <laughs> no, all. he was he was world famous before he even got to Duke. Yeah, there'd be a ton of people that would go from high school. I don't know. There's not like a bunch of them that. And the thing is about that is like a, a lot of them wouldn't even. Like, go. A lot of them would still go to college for a year, but, like, um, people like Zion definitely do not need to be going to college, because, like, that yeah. was the thing, though, is, like, if he falls wrong, and he kind of did towards the end of the Duke season, uh, but, and then, it like, kind of ruins his career almost, so, like, that kind of happened to Greg Oden and stuff like that. Right. It, well, Anthony, Anthony Davis got hurt his one year at Kentucky, too, when he was, he had no need to be in school. After well, like one, after one game at Kentucky, it was obvious he was the number one pick. <laughs> he, he, he could there, just there, quit right there. There is very few like number one overall picks that need to be in high school or college, I suppose. Right. So. I mean, this year the top three guys, none of them went, so or none of them stayed in school. So. Yeah, I don't. And I don't have no idea. Like, it's really weird this year, too, because I, I haven't followed the draft at all, but also because the draft was supposed to be two months ago. <laughs> right. <laughs> we just, haven't even finished the season yet. So. Yeah, I know I know. LaMelo is supposed to get drafted. He didn't even go to school. Um, I know I know James Wiseman, but he kind of dropped in stock because I don't remember what has happened to him, but it was something with, like, uh, Penny Hardaway paying for his mom or something. Yeah, but he'll still be a top three pick. 
No, no, no. I'm not saying that uh, he's not. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying that, like, uh, the Memphis thing that controversy. Yeah, yeah, he stopped playing. Yeah. And people people thought that he would go be, like, in the 30s or something because he didn't play the rest of the season. But, in, right, in fact, it probably helped him. Yeah. No, he'll be a top three pick for sure. I mean, good for him. I wish I had yeah. that kind of talent. <laughs> uh, before we go, what are your who who are who who what is your uh COVID NBA Finals uh, matchup? Uh, Nuggets Bucks. That's, that's pretty solid. Uh, pretty basic. Uh, I'm I don't want to. I, I think it's gonna be one of the LA teams. Um, I'm thinking Clippers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kawhi is good, man. <laughs> Kawhi yeah, is just because Kawhi is an absolute animal. And I think he's one of the few people that can guard LeBron pretty well. Right. Um, I'm not sure how well they're going to keep up with Davis, but no one, I mean, no one can really keep up with Davis all that well. No one can really right. keep up with LeBron all that well either, but Kawhi is good enough that he can, like, mute LeBron a little. I mean, he's right. done it in the past, so. Well, what you need is not having to double LeBron. <laughs> so if you can keep that, matchup one-on-one and not send help and he can't make the pass to someone running towards the basket you'll be okay mostly yeah you can uh like double team davis i'm not really sure what the lakers guards are looking like really i I haven't really paid attention to that crap but i I know lou williams can't get into the bubble Oh yeah, we. I was gonna. I was gonna bring that up earlier when you were mentioning zion leaving the bubble (laughs) yeah magic city baby (laughs) <laughs> that's hilarious <laughs> i i feel like and that that actually sparked like a thing uh lou will getting in trouble for going to a strip club with jack harlow is really hilarious because then we started a discourse about if they need adult entertainment in the bubble right which, and uh, matt but here yeah. here's the thing he, he went there for food he just went to magic city to pick up food <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I I mean, I wouldn't doubt it. Lou Will's one of those people that I could see going to a strip club. But I I hear Magic City has good food, man. It's like this famous like big strip club, like one of the largest in the world. You no, know, like strip clubs in general, really weirdly have good food. I don't know why. It's one of the one of the strip club quirks, I suppose. Right. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. It's weird, and hopefully, like he can get back in the bubble eventually. <laughs> I'm sure it's just an extra 10 days or something, so he'll be yeah, all right. I mean, the season starts Wednesday, so yeah, he'll, he's he'll not going to start. Days, the, yeah, he's going to miss a few games. I mean, the thing is, it's like, I don't know how hard they're even. I mean, I guess they're going to play hard because they haven't played in forever, but like, how much do these like first couple games even matter? Uh, they could matter. Just you don't want, no one wants to play whoever the eight seed's going to be. Um, neither no one wants to or so there might even be an incentive to finish second because you don't have home court or anything but lebron won't allow that so yeah there's time for those top teams like the top about three really don't have a huge incentive the nuggets would really rather play the rockets than anybody else Mm -hmm. um and depending on what happens with New Orleans, it could be that the one seed, you don't want it. Yeah. I, I don't want of... any part of Morant or um, or uh, Zion. Yeah, the Grizzlies are going to be one of the weird teams, too. 
Yeah, they could be. I, if Morant just starts going off on people. It's kind of weird, uh, this extra break, too, because it's kind of like an extra offseason, kind of. So yeah. it's kind of like it gives the rookies or like the rookie adjacent players like time to kind of bulk up and stuff, too. Like Zion yeah, did, he's trained. <laughs> yeah, so I, I, th- I think there's a. I mean, if the Pels make it and are like the eight seed, that means he went on absolute tear. So I wouldn't want to touch them if they make it. No, I, I, I didn't think like higher seeding really matters anymore because like there's a home field you just don't want to play the Lakers or you don't want to play the Grizzlies. Really, it just depends right. on how yeah matchups more matchup based. But yeah, it's it's really hard to like tailor your seed that much for matchups. Uh, until yeah. it gets to like the last couple games, so yeah, two or three, and, and even then, like eight. the Nuggets and Lakers are kind of locked in already as the top right. two. So. But yeah, uh, I never said what East team I would pick, and I, I think I'd probably pick the Bucks too. I don't, I don't see anyone kind of stopping Giannis. So. I probably don't see anyone stopping Giannis, man. Like through the whole the whole gimmick. I, I could see the Bucks picking up a championship here. <laughs> I would I would expect them to. Yeah, I don't know. I think everyone's kind of I I don't know. It's also weird being in kind of like a Twitter bubble because a lot of the people I follow are Lakers fans, but right. Uh, I think well, the the one team we mentioned we haven't mentioned who might be able to do something would be the Sixers. Mm-hmm. Just because Embiid and uh, Simmons are both so good. That mm-hmm. if one of them gets hot, they could do anything. Yeah, the Sixers are one of those teams that they're just, like, stacked with talent. Uh, but, like, it, it just really depends how they use it. Because their their team is also kind of hit or miss, too. They're, I don't know. You can only well, be... they're so they're so two-point dependent. Mm-hmm. And two-pointers are not... It's tough to play that way. Yeah, I love the videos of Simmons hitting practice threes and everyone getting kind of excited. But right. I, Every I don't time. Know. But, yeah. Uh, and I think that'll probably do it for the week, unless you have any other uh, points you want to hit on. But I think that was a... No, that, was, uh, that seemed good to me. Awesome. Well, uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, make sure you check out other episodes if you want. Uh, if you're this is your first episode, thanks for listening all the way to here. I don't know how you got this far with this being your first episode, but... <laughs> Uh, congratulations and uh, thanks everyone and thanks for Liz for coming on again uh, normal Monday stuff for us <laughs> hell yeah Ty Gibbs please, please DM Ty Gibbs please DM uh, I'm going to make like a running list of everyone that needs to DM us uh, so far it's Ty Gibbs, Casey Musgraves and I forgot who the other one was already Dua Lipa and Andy Lawrence Ah, uh, there you go. Yeah, the four of them, the four horse, the four horsemen of the Talking Sack podcast. <laughs> Insane. The only pro Ty Gibbs podcast. Listen, we're the biggest Ty Gibbs and Andy, we're the only pro Ty Gibbs and Andy Lawrence podcast. <laughs> Please, one of you DM us. I've DM'd Andy Lawrence <laughs> twice, and he has not responded. His Twitter is basically inactive, though. So. Uh, I DM'd him on Instagram. <laughs> uh, I don't know if his Twitter DMs were open because everyone's Instagram DMs are open, but I can't imagine he actually reads it. <laughs> right. We should try get, again. And... He just gets super drunk one night and reads my big baby tweet <laughs> or big baby message and just loses his mind. <laughs> I can't imagine. <laughs> well, anyway, <laughs> thanks everyone and take care. <laughs> <laughs>
Bye, Jackson. Bye, Liam. <laughs>